Hi, I'm Michelle Werdemann, and I am here to help you navigate your life's next chapter through mind, balance, and wellness living. At every phase of our lives, through marriage, career changes, kids, and retirement, I am there for my clients emotionally to help create a personalized life plan. With my foundational coaching perspective and certified financial planning background, together we can create a plan for you through each chapter of your life. Contact me today through mbwliving.com for your free consultation. Hello and welcome to the Boot Camp for Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Werdeman, certified life, weight, and career coach. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. It is such a beautiful day here in Massachusetts on the first day of fall. And as much as I am a summer gal, like I love fall, all of the goodness that comes with it. So speaking of goodness, we have a special guest today um, who teaches people how to create goodness in the kitchen. Uh, My guest today is Debbie Brosnan, and she's the owner and chef at the Effortless Kitchen. She started the Effortless, Effortless Kitchen in 2019, making dinners in her clients' homes and transitioned to virtual due to COVID. Debbie is a passionate, self-taught home cook who began her journey cooking alongside her mother and grandmother as a young child. And her focus is on healthy foods that taste amazing using simple recipes. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Debbie. Thank you, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. I love that intro too. First day of fall. First day of fall. It's exciting. It's not really sweater weather yet, but (laughs) I do love the cozy sweaters. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's, what's funny. Like my kids, um, getting them on the bus in the morning, it's like, they don't want to wear sweatshirts. I'm like, I promise you, you're going to need it now, but you can take it off after. Yeah. I stopped that battle after a while. I was like, you know what? You'll be cold. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. Well, you know what? That's the thing. You learn your lesson, right? I forget. Sports in the winter, uh, 2018 and 16. Okay. We no longer have those discussions, but there was a, that middle school period was the hardest of like, I'm going out in shorts in the winter and a t-shirt and I'm like, but you're going to be cold and yeah. whatever. And it's like, you know, what? too bad. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm super happy to have you here. I know one of you. your focuses when you teach and we'll go through it is really kind of just keeping things simple. Yes. Um, which I find, especially in this fall time, um, for us and like the sports, it's like, we either have to eat dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is not going to happen for mm-hmm. work reasons. But so we wind up eating at like seven 30 yes. and it's like, okay, so now what do I do? Like, what do we want to cook tonight? So I'm super happy. I know a lot of my clients have the same problems. So mm-hmm. can't wait to hear what, uh, what you have to say. Um, but I do want to just kind of tell the listeners. So Debbie and I met through, um, a woman's networking group. And after talking for a while, I realized we had quite a few things in common. So before this chapter of your life, you had a successful career as a CPA, right? Yes, I did. It was short, but successful. Yeah. It was out of college. I worked for KPMG as a corporate auditor and then transitioned into the private sector um, and worked as an accounting manager for a few years and then um, started having kids. So that's when I stopped. Oh. So knowing the age of my daughter, the oldest is 20. That's how long it's been <laughs> since I was oh, in accounting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was more recently. Oh, that's cool. Oh. So you were home with your kids. I was home full time. Yeah. 
Yes. That's, and awesome. that, that's challenging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, like, this is that. great. This is great. I don't have to work. I can really devote my attention to the kids. But after a while, it's kind of anyone who's a full-time stay-at-home mom out there will know that like it, it can be mind numbing sometimes. It's oh, just yeah. a lot. Like it's just, a, my kids are two years apart. So it's like, it was just a lot of toddler and baby time and Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's what, so last week, um, on my podcast, I had a great conversation with a, um, a friend of mine who's also a coach. She has six kids and mm. yeah, we just laughed mm. basically about motherhood and just like the crazy crap that happens. Oh, yeah. so. Things things you never thought you would come out of your mouth, right? Things you never right. thought you'd never yes. say. Yeah, exactly. So actually this is a good, um, this is a good segue. So tell me, how did you get started? How did you transition and start your business and all of that? Um, so this, this food, um, business idea the um, it's always been kind of in the background. I've always wanted to do something with, with cooking and food. I just didn't know what it was. And I knew I didn't want to be a restaurant chef cause I wanted to make my own hours. Um, so I tried to start a catering business in my twenties while I was at KPMG and that didn't fly cause I didn't have time to devote to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really just had a passion for cooking and that's all I was doing. And I wasn't make, creating a business plan and logistics and all of that. So that definitely did not work out. Um, <laughs> and then I've just been thinking about it and I've had this, had this story running through my head that said, no, we'll hire you because you're not a trained chef. Mm -hmm. And I that's didn't the feel imposter like syndrome. total imposter syndrome. And it's not like you don't get over imposter syndrome. You just kind of push it aside. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, walk through it and do what you want to do and believe in yourself. And yes, that doubt creeps in every once in a while, but you're like, that's not, that's not true. Actually, yeah. people really do love my food. I'm not a trained chef and people love my food. And not one person has asked me where I went to culinary school, even before when I was doing the personal chef work and cooking in clients' homes, nobody said, wait, before I hire you, can I see your certification? Yeah. Never. So they just wanted something that tastes great. And it takes the work off of their plate when I was doing it in their homes. And yeah. now what I'm doing is teaching people to do it for themselves in a way that's easy and fun because it's in a group online on zoom and um, it creates a community and then empowers people to make their own food. And then not only make the recipes that I'm teaching, but then just get inspired to do other things in the kitchen. So I just love how it kind of snowballs. Yeah, no, that's huge. And I can't wait to hear um, a couple of the topics I was hoping you'd share with us, just kind of like I was saying, like, it's just, I feel like I'm not alone in that it's such a busy time of the year when the kids go back to school and kind of getting into, um, those routines, but like how we can kind of prep for things like super easy, like, and healthy things at the same time. And I think too, which is huge is getting kids to eat healthy when they don't, they may not necessarily know that's what I try to do. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but I want to just chat a little bit more about the imposter syndrome because I know for my own personal experience. So for those of you who don't know, um, I am also a certified financial planner and I was in corporate world for 19 years. Mm. And I, so I started my business in 2018, but then kind of went full time in 2019, similar mm. to your time frame. And I remember thinking, like, I went through. I don't know, years of kind of getting coaching and certifications and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, people think sometimes as like a life coach, like, oh, everything must be like hunky dory, perfect all the time. And, you know, you have your shit together. Like, right. 
Because you're teaching it, but. Yeah, yeah. but like, I'm still a work in progress too, in a, okay. you know, in some areas. So I've had that where I'm like, like when I started it, I was like, are people going to want to hire me as a coach? Like, because I still have like my old stuff going on, but I love it because one, I, what I do coach on, like I've been there, done that, like anxiety being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very open on this podcast and practically anywhere that like anxiety is something I used to suffer with like a lot and nobody would ever know because I'm a very optimistic, like I don't worry a lot. Um, but it has allowed me to actually help coach people on it which um, I yeah. love, but I think too, where the imposter syndrome comes in is a lot of like fear and people that are afraid to make changes in, yes. you know, in their life. So yeah. can you share some of your like emotional experience as you were kind of transitioning from stay at home mom to opening up a uh, beautiful business? Um, so it is not easy. Let's just say that. And I feel like um, like I said before, you don't get over it. You just kind of work with it and put it aside, but it's there. Um, so before I started the personal chef business, I was a Stella and dot stylist. So I was in direct sales. It mm -hmm. was, um, about eight years, like really full time. And now I just kind of, you know, do it on the side. Um, but I was really into it and it was something that I never thought I could do because I was an accountant. Like that's where I put myself in this box. Yeah. And, and then I just tried it and I'm, I'm a pretty organized, like systematic person. So if you give me a process to follow a, you know, something to a plan to follow, I will follow it. So I followed the instructions and I was successful. And what Stella and dot did for me was it gave me the ability to get out of my comfort zone and talk mm -hmm. to people I didn't know and learn how to network with people and, you know, doing all of those in-person parties, yeah. um, which was really uncomfortable in the beginning, but it helped me grow personally that way. So I joined the polka dot powerhouse women's networking group. And I was sitting in the room as a Stella and dot stylist with this kind of passion for cooking, knowing that my, my long-term goal was not Stella and dot. It was good for what it was. And it definitely yeah. created the building blocks for where I am now. But I was just kind of listening to these women doing these great things that were, they were so excited about that they weren't trained in. They had a passion for, mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, why can't I just do it? If they did it, why can't I do it? Like, stop telling yourself that no one's going to hire you, that you need to be, go to culinary school and be a trained chef. None of that's true. So I created the business as a personal chef business because it was a low financial risk mm -hmm. entry into cooking. So I toyed with the idea of a brick and mortar and I toyed with other ideas of doing like meal delivery where I had to get a commercial kitchen space. And all of those were intriguing yet a little bit risky financially. And my older daughter was about to enter college at the time. So I was like, or just a year away. So I was like, okay, I need to really think about this. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started in the personal chef world. And I figured if I didn't have to invest a ton of money into it, then what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I tried it and it didn't work out. And maybe I learned something from it and try it a different way, or maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I go, oh, you know what? I didn't really like it. I thought I was going to like it. So I feel like that, that message of what is the worst that can happen? Just try it and see, because failure is not failure. Failure is taking an, an opportunity and learning from it. Oh my God. I love that. That's like, I've had that discussion with 
people and a lot of clients, like they'll sit in indecision because they're afraid of yeah. making the wrong choice or afraid that something won't work out. And I think a lot of people get stuck in a rut because they're kind of like, they think of like, okay, what if, like, what's the worst case scenario? And I always ask people, I'm like, well, what's the ba- like the best case scenario? Like, what would that be? Yeah. And in terms of like, kind of being afraid to make the wrong decision, like, I like to think of it as like, what if there's no wrong decision? So to your point about failure, it's either it works out the way it was supposed to, or you wanted it to, or mm-hmm. there's a lesson there to be learned. Right. 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 So I love that you said that. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's exactly. And, and not to say like, I just jumped in and, you know, right when I thought about it, I said, I've been thinking about something in the food world since I was 17. So yeah. I started my business when I was 48. So it was a long time coming. Yes. I was doing other things in the meantime, and it wasn't a full-time thought, but mm-hmm. it was always kind of there. So getting brave and just going for it and taking the steps. And also this indecision also is it's paralyzing. Yeah, And trying to make everything perfect before you start is paralyzing. And it's really kind of an excuse to not Mm -hmm. start, right? So I didn't have a website. I didn't have a big marketing plan. I didn't have anybody helping me. I just said, let me go for it. So I put together a big launch party in my home when you can have people over um, (laughs) back in 2019. And I cooked a ton of food and I just had like 25 people tasting the food, getting excited, hearing my idea, and then talking about it to their friends and giving me Mm -hmm. feedback on what they thought about the structure of it. Um, and I just started marketing, marketing it on like social media, nothing fancy, nothing paid. I got a few clients Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, this is real. Like it's happening. Like, see, nobody's asking you for your degree. Yeah. And I'm in there cooking in people's houses and they're happy. So I was quite content with the way it was going. Um, and just being able to just, just do it finally. Um, website didn't happen until December of 2020. So like getting all the things in place is not necessarily the way. Oh, totally. Like you said, it's like, it's kind of just an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like I remember before I started blogging when I first became a coach. So this was 2016, maybe. Yeah. 16 or 17. I remember it would take me forever because I was so afraid that I had like grammatical errors, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. sure. I did spell check. And then I realized I was like, you know what? Like, and I actually even put this in my first blog. I was like, if you're going to read this with a red pen, like this, this just isn't for you. Like I'm giving you the heads up. I will try my best, Yeah. but like, it's not going to be perfect. Right. And then when I took that pressure off myself of trying to be perfect, I just, it, everything just kind of flowed. And it was yeah. like writing one after another, after another, same with like Facebook lives. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, honestly, like I do my classes, they're virtual and they're live and I make yeah. a ton of mistakes. Like Mm -hmm. I will forget to put an ingredient in the dish. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, why is that sitting there? You know, and you you just kind of have to keep rolling, obviously, because you're live. Yeah. Um, And but it just shows that you're human. right? And it helps people relate to you. And I just think like, I I don't want to be the intimidating person that people don't want to join a class because they think it's going to be like high level, really difficult, really intense, like Mm -hmm. not welcoming. It's all it's the opposite of that. It's yeah. simple dishes. It's 
fairly simple ingredients. There's the occasional, like, go get this funky thing. Like this weekend, we're making kohlrabi fritters. Not that that's a crazy ingredient, but it's a, it's a vegetable that not a lot of people know about. And I happen to have a CSA. Um, so community supported, so community supported agriculture. I have a farm share and they have them in the farm share. And I'm like, what do I do with these things? And then I just, I went to actually, I had it at a restaurant. I had this kohlrabi fritters and I'm like, ah, I like this better than raw in a salad. Cause that was just boring. Yeah. So, but that kind of thing, like go get kohlrabi and here's a picture of what it looks like. So, you know what you're looking for. And if you can't find that you can use the broccoli stock. So it's going to give you the same flavor. So like those types of things, it's just going to be easy and fun. And I'm not perfect by any means. <laughs> no, like you were saying, like it's live. And we were talking about right before we started uh, recording was that you started crying from your onions. So oh, yeah. like, that's oh, yeah. cry. I cry all the time. And I'm just <laughs> really, really scared that one day I'm going to be chopping something hot, like a jalapeno or some like hot pepper Ooh. and forget and then rub and- my eyes because there's, it's hard to recover from. Yeah. Crying from the onion. Like the worst one I had was just recently where I'm usually okay. If half of an onion is in front of me or the chopped pieces are in front of me, I literally had to move it all to the other side of the kitchen. It was that bad. I couldn't stop crying. Yeah. (laughs) And then the worst thing is you guys, (laughs) right. And then my nose is running and I'm like, you know, do I blow my nose on camera? Like I'm like food that looks gross and COVID and people are like, Oh my God, she's sick. Meanwhile, I'm not cooking for anybody but myself, but that's okay. (laughs) That's so great. So here you are, you just launched your business. It's 2019. Then the end of the world happened and you couldn't go to people's homes. So I love how, and I'd love to hear how you did it. Like, what were you thinking when that happened and what made you kind of just, um, adapt to like creating, still having your newly business, but just in a different way. Okay. So it was not a quick transition. It was a, like, I think most people thought it was a temporary blip in time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just relaxed and I was like, all right, well, I can't work. So I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to enjoy my family. All the kids were home and, um, I, everybody was bored out of their minds. Right. And their yeah. homes cooking every single meal for a lot more people than they normally cook for. Cause you couldn't eat out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just started speaking of Facebook lives. I would do Facebook lives of what I was making for dinner. And those would go up on Facebook and then people get really excited and look at them and, and kind of ask for the recipe. And it really snowballed from that, the Facebook lives, which I did a number of them into, well, let's see, let's try it as a, as a group. And we cook together into, okay, let me build this into a business. So it just happened organically. It wasn't like I had a plan like, okay, all right, now I can't be a personal chef. So what am I going to do? It just kind of happened out of COVID and people being bored in their kitchens. Yeah. And it turned into, I started with the classes in like the end of April or May of 2020 and was doing those weekly. So that's pretty quick though. I feel like that was only what, like a month, month and a half after it was like March, like two and a half months. Okay. No, I'm, I'm lying. My math, see, I was a CPA, but my math is terrible. You're right. It's been a while. It's okay. I'm going (laughs) to listen to you. You say it again. It was like a month and a half. Yeah, no, you're right. But like, it was so intense being home and, and stuck during quarantine time that yeah. I feel like it took a long time, but it the really did wore off. I feel like pretty quick, like it was nice for a while. And then it's like, wait, I still can't go out <laughs> like a week. It was like nice for a week. And yeah. I was like, holy moly, these kids aren't going to school. What's happening? Oh yeah. Everybody's in each other's face. And no. so when you did your first 
Facebook live of cooking your dinner. Was that something that was awkward to you or were you just kind of like, I mean, Facebook live is always awkward. I feel yes. like I'm just not like a person that feels very comfortable on camera, but I do love cooking. So that's why it's like fairly easy for me. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, oops, you know, and like stumbling and I still do it, stumble on my words or forget like the, what I'm cooking with. Like that's an onion. Oh, it, it's not yes. in my brain. I can't remember that that's an onion. And I'll be like, uh, onion, You're human. you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to be, um, on food network, or at least I need a lot of work if I'm going to be on food network, but you know what? I I'm not perfect. And I am who I am. And I think that people enjoy my classes because of that. Because that's what I can't I'm wait not- to hear. Like one, I can't wait to join one of your classes and then how people can join one of your classes or find you on your Facebook, um, and Instagram. So we can share all that, but, um, if you have a couple extra minutes, so I would love to hear, and I'm sure all the listeners would too. Um, what are some like healthy tricks or what are your kind of like, um, couple takeaways you can give us? So I love what you were talking about before about sports and Mm -hmm. timing and being able to put dinner on the table. I have the same struggle. And I feel like this season in particular, I'm so grateful that my daughter's playing that I'm out at games. Like I have one to go to right after this that I'm like, Oh, screw dinner, whatever. I'll like figure it out. But my tips for being prepared for busy nights is to try and get things prepped in your, if it's not cooked, it's ready to be cooked um, in your fridge. So in your weekly meal plan, if you do a weekly meal plan, I recommend cooking a batch of grains, having those ready to go. Um, Maybe grilling up some chicken or some protein, whatever you guys like to eat and having that ready. How long can you keep that in your fridge? Chicken, Uh, steak and... Three to four days. So I think if you did it on a Sunday, the first few days of the week, you're fine. Okay. Um, I'm always Googling. I was like, can I eat this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I, I, I err on side of caution, so it's probably fine at four or five days, but I just, you know, I don't want, so I don't cook a ton. Well, if you have sauces and things like that to put on it, you'll, you'll be fine. Um, and then getting some veggies prepped. I love roasting veggies. So having like butternut squash or carrots or broccoli or some, some type of vegetable that you like Mm -hmm. ready in your fridge so that you can then build whatever you want. You can make it into a taco. You can make it into a burrito bowl. You can make it into a, um, a salad or just a plate of grains, veggies, and protein, like however you want to do it, just so that something's in there so you can grab and go. And maybe you have some salad greens washed and you can make a salad as well. Um, and if that's too overwhelming, cause that sounded like a lot of things <laughs> go with one of those things. I love, especially, so like butternut squash is going to be, it's, this is the time of year for it. I mean, you can obviously have it all, all year, but, um, I love it roasted, but I feel like I don't do a good job. It does not come out right. Like what's the best way to roast? I, yes, I love Um, your face right now. It's, I'm like, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? So first of all, I, I don't like the pre-cut butternut squash. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying the pre-cut, you're probably going to want to cut it down into smaller pieces. Usually it's in these large cubes. I'm using my hands. So you can't see me, but like maybe two inches by two inches. That's like too big. I'm going to go for something smaller because I want it to roast faster and I want to get it, get nice and caramelized and have the outside be caramelized, but the inside be soft. So the larger pieces, it's going to take you a longer time. 
then nobody wants to sit and roast veggies for two hours, right? Yeah, so get no. a sheet pan, a sheet pan, meaning the kind that has the, the rim, the, mm-hmm. the lip. So you don't have, not the cookie sheet, the flat one, because that stuff will drain off into your oven. You want the, the lip. And uh, you put your, I don't even like to dirty another bowl. So I do it all on, t- on the sheet pan. Put your veggies on there, drizzle it with olive oil. Now you, the amount you use is up to you. Some people don't like to use olive oil in the oven at a higher temperature. So you can go with something that is um, more uh, oven safe, like an avocado oil or something like that, or even just a regular neutral vegetable oil. Maybe that's my problem because I do use olive oil and I do roast them at a high temperature. So maybe that's where I'm screwing up somehow. I don't know. I use olive oil too. And I, I, so what's your temperature? This is why I need your class. Yes. (laughs) Come take my class. So what's your temperature? I don't, I think I read to do like four, I think 425 or 450. Okay. So I probably wouldn't do necessarily 450. Like if I'm roasting asparagus, mine's at like 375. Broccoli's like 400. The harder things like butternut squash is going to be 425. No more than that. Okay. Because I'm finding that like the outside's cooking before the inside cooks. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that. So, but the drizzle of oil, salt, pepper, whatever seasoning you want, like you can make it like Southwestern by putting some cumin and some paprika or chili powder on it, or just go salt and pepper or just even salt plain and get it cooked. It shouldn't take, I mean, I never know around how much time, like in my head, how, how long things take, but butternut squash, 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. I have not eaten yet today. And okay. So for those, I'm sorry, you must be starving. I was like, I'm literally salivating here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We should, I don't know if we should be talking about food then. (laughs) I'm going to go raid my kitchen when I'm done. Um, so if you do like your, um, meats or fish or whatever that you have that, so then you have, um, vegetables that are pre-cooked, do those stay too for like a good three or four days? Oh, sure. Yeah. The veggies will stay longer than your meat proteins will. Yeah. And the grains. So if you want to batch cook grains, um, if anybody has an instant pot, I highly recommend cooking rice in there. It's so fast. You can easily look that up, look that up online. I can, I, I, off the top of my head, I mean, the instructions are the water, um, proportions a little different than if you cooked it on the stovetop, but it's literally like four minutes. Like it's so fast. Yeah. Um, and then you can batch cook them and you can freeze cooked rice. So that's a hot tip. And I would freeze it in portions so that you're taking out what you need. Um, And then it's also good good for like teenagers. So to have, or kids who are independent in the kitchen to have that for, so they can pull it out for, you know, an afternoon snack and they can have like a grain and and veggie or something or That's really good to know because both of my kids are now into rice. So I try to do like um, different, like, different rices. Now I'm going to use my Instapot. I'm going to batch, um, grains. So glad to know that I can freeze them. And then it doesn't dry out, huh? When you put them. No, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, it's like it, that, that will be a time saver. I honestly say, like I said, 5 million things, get those prepped for the week. And then people are like, I'm not listening to her, but do one thing and your life will be so much easier. Just pick one of those that I said. Yeah. Cause like you think about it, if you do that, let's say on a Sunday or even Monday, depending on your schedule, really whatever day, cause then like you can use different seasonings throughout the week. So you don't feel like you're having, like my husband would eat the same thing every day. He, that would not bother him. I cannot do that. But if I had cooking, uh, cooking, yeah. Chicken cooked 
I can know, like I can just season it different days, different ways with different types of veggies. Yeah. That, and, or, uh, right. Or what if yeah. you didn't cook your protein, but on the Sunday you said, okay, on Monday, I want it kind of Mexican. And then on Tuesday, I want it more Italian. And you just bagged it with the seasoning in the bag and it's in your fridge ready to go so that you can pull it out and just cook it fresh. You could do that too. Oh, that's a really good idea. So this is what you teach. So tell me, like if somebody wants to take a class or one, where can we find you and what, um, what to expect in a class? Um, so I am the effortlesskitchen.com. So that's my website. And the best place on social to find me is on Instagram. I am the effortless kitchen by Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E on Instagram. Yes. That and, I do follow you. I love um, posts. My, you know, I post a lot of food photos because I love taking food photos and I love eating and I love cooking. And so mm-hmm. um, you'll get all of a feel for everything. And I do even post about my kids in there too. So um, you'll get it all. Um, and then my classes are on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. They are on Zoom. They last for about an hour, sometimes less, um, because my recipes should typically don't take longer than 40 minutes to cook. I'm teaching you something that you can easily make on a weeknight if you don't have sports. And um, it's a group of people together hopping on Zoom. You can do it with your children. You can do it with your partner um, solo. You can actually invite somebody who doesn't live near you to hop on Zoom with you and you can be in the class together. So, Oh, that's um, so fun. Yeah. It's all about connection. And I do yeah. private parties as well for the groups who want to get together privately. And I also do corporate events and the format is exactly the same. Okay. We're just cooking together online and I oh. will instruct everything and walk you through the entire recipe. So you do not need to be prepared in advance with everything prepped and ready to go. Okay. I we will do it all together. Oh, good. And what, let's say, for example, um, I had like something came up I registered for the class. Do you record them? Could I go back and watch like missed if I missed something yes. you said or I Yeah, can, or people oh. will people will sign up for a class even if they can't make it because they're going to get the recipe in the class recording. That's really good to know. Because I was just thinking I'm like Saturdays at one. I was like, that might be tough, but so that's perfect yeah. to know that um you I can just watch it at a different time if I can't join live, depending right. on whatever the right. soccer. And the beauty of it is the beauty of live is that you get the connection with the people in the class, but the recording is going to give you the exact same feel. You're just, some people will actually come to class and not cook. They just want to watch and they'll cook it later. Like they want to take it in. Yeah. Everybody's different. Some people feel like it's a lot of pressure. Some people feel like they can't pay attention. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's brain works differently. And so, you know, I'm, I'm teaching it and then we're going through all the steps together, but sometimes People just want to sit and watch. So, and that's totally fine too. Oh, I like that idea too. Like just kind of take notes and watch how it all happens and then try to go <laughs> do it. <laughs> that's yeah. a, This has been super helpful for so many different reasons. One, thank you so much for all the tips, but also I think um, it's inspirational too for women that whether they have been at home or they are in a career that they just don't feel like the passion for, and they've had these passions for a long time and they don't know what to do. Um, it's okay to just kind of like, you know, you're going to be afraid, like there's going to be some challenges, but like it can happen, like you can do it and you're a perfect example. So I think, um, I'm so happy you were able to join me today. Thank you. I'm sitting here nodding away at everything you're saying. I know people can't see me, but it's so true. (laughs) 
just do it. I mean, uh, I can't use a Nike slogan, so just go for it. Yes, just go, just, <laughs> just go for it. For it. Well, thank you, uh, friends. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Um, thank you again, Debbie, and thank cheers you. and be well. Bye. Michelle Werdeman is a certified life coach now offering an online coaching membership to support brain power and mental wellness. It's important to exercise our bodies, but we have to exercise our minds too. Our thoughts are what ultimately create the results in our lives. And becoming aware of our thoughts is what we dive into through her Mind, Brain, and Wellness program. You can start to create your dream life today from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace too. Contact Michelle today at MB. MBWliving.com.